0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I have with me a very, very accomplished professional from Sydney, Australia, Sobia Zafar. Sobia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Sobia is a transformation and leadership expert. She served at the UN and has also worked with some fortune 100 companies. So, so we, today, we'll talk about you as a transformation and leadership expert as well as a coach. So let's start by asking you, how do you define transformation?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, as an expert, expert is a big word, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They look nice on LinkedIn profiles. Okay, But I feel the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, so that's my learning journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that emptiness, because that emptiness gives me gives me perspective, okay. gives me expansiveness, mm-hmm. gets, and does not allow me to put myself into boxes, okay. gets me out of fixed opinions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: makes me more curious. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is transformation. because when we are growing up, we are as ambitious people, because most of the leaders have been ambitious in their life, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So we were, at some point, high achievers in school, or just kept ticking the right boxes, you know, what you should accomplish in your 20s and 30s, go to that kind of school, do this kind of job. Hmm. And Then you say, all right, I've done it all, where is happiness?
2: Hmm.
1: Where is contribution? Hmm. Where is impact? I've got that house, I've got this car, I've got these children, where is meaning?
2: Hmm.
1: You know, you have been so busy running the race, Correct. that where to from now I've got everything that you told me to get.
2: Mm. And
1: that's where you stop. So that takes a lot of courage to Mm -hmm. ask these questions. Mm. The transformation is not just like one stop shop. Mm -hmm. It's not like a three or four month process. It's a lifelong journey.
0: Correct. Well said.
1: Yeah. So all of you need to as a transformation leader, you need to have compassion, you need to have curiosity, you need to have playfulness, You need to be open to trying new things. So that's why you see, agile ways of working and design thinking, these tools are becoming very popular, Mm. because they support transformation leaders, they support transformation projects. Mm. So I think breaking out of conditioned thinking, and stepping into anything is possible. And let's explore kind of attitude is transformation for me.
0: Very interesting. And you also, uh, you know, do transformation training. Um, Help me understand what kind of work are you doing, maybe with an example, with some of the organizations that you work with.
1: Um, So it's delivered in different formats. Mm -hmm. Like we do an online group program, Mm -hmm. right, where a community of senior women leaders come together and they go through an eight weeks transformation journey.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. We are not saying transformation is complete. Mm -hmm. But we step into that journey and they support as you walk along with it. Mm Then there are other corporate training standard programs, like a two hour Mm -hmm. training session that we go into corporate and do with big teams, like Mm -hmm. 50 to 100 people. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: In that two hours, what can you really cover? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So the topic can be anything. But underlying you're talking about always the same underlying theme, which is transformation. Mm -hmm. So mostly what we do is executive presence and influence. That as a leader, how do you carry yourself?
2: Mm -hmm. How do
1: you carry that persona? And how do you influence people? senior to you people that you're taking along on the journey and people that you're serving as your clients let's say okay okay right now the point is that we are i'm talking to you
2: mm-hmm.
1: we had a 5 minute chit chat before we started right mm-hmm. even without realizing our brains create some sort of um opinion about each other mm-hmm. right? right so we are influencing people without knowing
0: it right
1: so why not do it consciously
0: well said well said Wonderful. So you know, Sobia, you also have done work with the UN. Tell me a little bit about the work you did there.
1: That's been probably one of the favorite parts of my career.
0: Okay.
1: So I went to University in Geneva. Uh-huh. And normally, when you come out, when you go to University in Geneva, the right next step is to work in the head office in Geneva with
0: mm-hmm. the UN. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think I was just very fortunate.
0: Wonderful, Wonderful. You know, I served on the Gavi board for eight okay. years uh, in Geneva. Okay. So I used to be there four or five times a year uh, for board meetings. (coughs) Moving on, uh, you also said that you're an advisor to women at the top and we will move towards your coaching uh, you know, avatar as well. Uh, Share with me some of the the issues or challenges you speak about or discuss as an advisor to women at the top.
1: These are these are not easy questions, you know, because um, women on the top, to get there, they have made lots of sacrifices in life. Sure. It's not a general statement. Mm. It is what it is. Absolutely. Right? If they have been mothers, even if they have not been mothers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the challenges that women face in every society, not just in specific parts of the world, right? Mm. Number one, that the sacrifices means compromises.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So one day they realize that joy is missing in life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And COVID-19, where everybody got to stop, slow down, and reflect
2: mm-hmm.
1: was a great moment for all leaders, men and women, to realize what did they really want out of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Because when you're in a corporate, especially if you're a high-profile leader, you have a lot of responsibilities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So without realizing you are into a compulsive living mood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With slowing down with COVID, working from home, people got time to exercise. Mm-hmm. People got pla- time to plan their diets. They got time to spend with their families. They mm-hmm. went on those walks. They got those morning coffees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They spent time on the ocean, in the mountains. And then they realized, oh, this is fun, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they read some books. They listened to some talks. They listened to some podcasts. They said, oh, I have ideas of my own, maybe I could start a business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe I could be a board member. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want I do not want to live here, I want to live in countryside, maybe I want to live in city if I'm living in countryside. Yeah, so they started moving to conscious thinking, conscious living from mm-hmm. compulsive living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it's easier said than done, because yeah. corporate career has been a safety blanket.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They told you what is your next project. Mm-hmm. They told you what, what's your next team, they told you what's your next client set. But now they want not the world to tell them what is next. Mm -hmm. They want to create it. Mm. Right? So, financial security is a question. Mental health is a question. Mm. Peace of heart is a question. Mm. So, probably step number one is becoming clear on what is meaningful for you right now, right here in life. Okay. Right. We're not talking about the next 10 years, we're just talking about the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. What's bringing you joy right now
0: mm-hmm. in
1: personal and professional life?
0: And and have you seen a lot of women making this transition uh, over the last 24 months that we've all been locked up? Yes,
1: you must have heard about the great resignations. Yes. Yes. We all are aware of it. Mm-hmm. It started from the US but now it's finding its way in Australia and yeah, women are the major if you look at the pie charts, yeah. where you see most of the population segments, so it's mm-hmm. basically senior. And role. and
0: and uh, in Australia, what are some of the reasons being given for the great resignation?
1: I think flexibility is the biggest one. Okay. And as we are coming out of COVID, and very thankful for that, mm-hmm. but many companies are not. Many companies are ready to move to remote working or even to hybrid working. Mm-hmm they are getting back to normal, but they're not realizing that people are not ready to accept that normal again.
2: Mm.
1: Previously, they didn't know, but now they've seen it. Mm. So another something, okay, very specific to women leaders. Mm -hmm. The thing is that these women are very successful on the outside, right? Maybe very fulfilled as well. I'm not doubting that.
2: Sure.
1: Mostly, I'm not generalizing again, but just generally happily settled in whatever family Mm whatever their family looks like mm-hmm. living in a nice place owning a house have that title still making some impact onto their communities so mm-hmm. tick 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 mm-hmm. right if they are going through this phase
2: mm-hmm.
1: where they might think that i want something different in life mm-hmm. they don't know who to talk to mm-hmm. if they talk to a friend talk to a family member what they hear is don't be so ungrateful mm-hmm. anybody in life will ex- happily exchange Correct. places with you Look yeah. at all those suffering. Mm. Look at what life has given you and you're, it's just a phase it will pass. Correct. Correct. So people brush them off. At work, they can't mention it because they have to be constantly that shining sun bringing the light to people.
2: Mm.
1: So it comes that where they have come in life comes with a lot of responsibility.
2: Mm. When
1: they say I need help, they feel like I will, I'm letting other people down. Mm. And people are not letting them say I need help. Mm. It's not even help, I need to stop. Sure. i need to change my track so that's well, that, i think a big that's, struggle that's, that's a great example. of that community
0: that's a great example you've given and one more question uh, or let's move to coaching uh, you know let me start by asking you what made you select coaching as a career if i can use that word after having worked with such large organizations
1: So, I've been obviously through some life events of my own, Mm -hmm. some major life events. Mm -hmm. And those events either make you or break you. Correct. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Either you can choose victim mindset, Mm -hmm. spend your life, this happened to me, that's why the world should treat me this way.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you say, this happened to me, that's all right. Let's see who am I becoming. Mm -hmm. Let's see, how can I use this light, which has entered through pain into my heart
2: mm-hmm.
1: to light, to bring light back into the world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, there's always a different perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I was going through, I reached out and I reached out for help. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen counselors, I've seen psychologists, I've seen life coaches, I worked with some of the best life coaches as well for my own learning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not just done, like I've invested a lot in myself and my learning, Okay. in terms of money and time and everything. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the results, I said, why couldn't I have this for a career? And because my corporate background is in organizational change management.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So training and leadership development was a part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. So it
1: just flowed well. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I wasn't specifically a leadership coach. Mm-hmm. I started coaching anybody who wanted to be coached, Correct. any profile of person. Mm-hmm. And then I started mapping what kind of people I was attracting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I started mapping. Once I had like some ideal clients, let's say the senior woman that I who were inspiring and compassionate, mm-hmm. I started mapping. What are we discussing over three months? Mm-hmm. What is becoming the pattern? Okay. So that's when I came up with what we use in our eight weeks um, online program, for example.
0: Fascinating, fascinating. You also uh, talk about uh, you know when I was reading about you about. Uh, boosting confidence and self esteem. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about the process you follow, because confidence and self esteem can either be very positive, as you said, very rightly, you know, you can either take, you know, a negative event as something which is uh, to victimize yourself or something as something, you know, an event that will boost you. Uh, And you seem to have really bounced back very, very well. What are you, how are you helping others to boost their confidence and build their self esteem?
1: Um, okay, there are two three layers to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Number one is let's talk science first. Okay, yeah. One is our analytical brain, and then our subconscious and you know the unconscious brain. Let's say analytical brain. So I'm just using approximations; sure. they're not like definitely accurate. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just ten percent that you're using in your professional work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? But the other brains are like the glacier below that you don't see. correct? And which are which all the patterns experiences in life, they become our conditioned thinking. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand your brain, mm-hmm. you need to work with your subconscious and unconscious mind, there are many tools and techniques out there to do it, mm-hmm. from affirmations to declarations to some sort of, I don't know, depends on the level of trauma or conditioning mm-hmm. or you brought up everything, some people who grew up in a strict household, for example, mm-hmm. may have more work to do. Mm-hmm. Just giving that example. Yeah. So scientifically, you need to train your brain to get over your conditioned thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That can't be done with good talking, mm-hmm. that can't be done with positive thinking, you mm-hmm. need to do the work. Scientifically.
0: Oh, correct.
1: And in two three months, you can see the results, mm-hmm. how positive you become towards life. Mm-hmm. Second thing is that many of us have this little voice in our head, nagging, nagging, nagging. Yeah, You're making plans, this little talk in your head, or the little devil tells you, mm-hmm. you think you can really do it? Mm. Do you think it will really come true? Mm. What are you wishing for? Mm. So you need to silence that voice. Mm. That doesn't happen overnight. Mm. You do it gently, there are little practices to do that also, for example. Mm-hmm. So you do that over time, right? That's another thing. Third thing is that your action speaks louder than words. Mm -hmm. If you have a goal, from it can be as small as uh, learning a new skill, like knitting, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: getting a new job, getting your driving license, Mm -hmm. speaking on a public forum, it can be any goal, right? Let's say you have 90 days to do that, then you need to take action every day towards it, that inspires you, that makes you smile, Mm -hmm. not overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So that joyful action every day—it can just be ten minutes. Okay. Either you are listening to some a talk or something that's helping you move forward. Mm-hmm. You're doing some sort of physical exercise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're doing some sort of demonstration. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. as long as it's bringing you joy every day, that you feel you feel more motivated by the day towards that goal. That's what we call inspired, simpler in action. Mm-hmm. So these are the things which naturally boost your confidence over time. It's not like a pill that you take and you wake up confident every day. But people say that, you know, fake it till you make it. I totally don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Because it's very okay to say that I'm practicing, Mm -hmm. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I will find out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in all the work that you do with so many different people, How important is communication constantly with you? I mean, you know, if I've got a challenge, and I come to you, how important is it for me to keep on coming back to you and saying, hey, Sobia, I need some help.
1: So when we do one to one coaching, so my recommended time to work with me is six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But we work with the approach that that person should become their own best coach. Mm -hmm. That after six months, I should be redundant Mm -hmm. in their life. Mm That's the approach we take.
2: Okay, okay. Wonderful. right. Mm-hmm. If six
1: months they still need me constantly, if a major life event has happened, is understandable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, either I haven't served them hundred percent, or they haven't taken inspired action. So what we do after that, we if let's say something happens and they really need help, then we do one-off sessions, mm-hmm. which we call intensives.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think after six months, they should have come to a point with their own best coach.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, again, what is the impact culture has, you know, you were working across your clients from different cultures. What is, how, what is the impact of culture on coaching? Um, I'll give you an example, for example, you know, when I was growing up, uh, and I'm much, much older, coaching was either done by a family elder, Or someone senior in the company who took a liking to you. Hmm. Now it has become a profession, and Hmm. you're a you know professional who guides and coaches a lot of people. And yet, some people are culturally different from uh, others in terms of accepting a coach.
1: It might come as a surprise, but it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. Okay.
1: We are more similar than we are different. Okay. And. Maybe to my advantage, I have grown up in many. So I come from Pakistan, mm-hmm. right? I'm a practicing Muslim. Mm-hmm. But I spent almost a decade in Europe. Mm-hmm. I've been in Sydney for almost a decade. Yeah. My my childhood, like under 10 years of age, I grew up in countryside, especially border like you know, areas bordering Afghanistan, which is a very wild terrain. Right. Yeah, running around, horse riding, mm-hmm. shooting, that was like our growing up. Mm-hmm. It was not similar to any like, you know, city kid, for example. I spent my teenage in a boarding school. Mm-hmm. So I've seen life in many different forms.
2: So what you I can always religion? relate
1: to a person, right. And I mentioned faith, because my clients come from different backgrounds, Correct. sometimes this faith or that faith or sometimes none.
2: Mm-hmm. it
1: doesn't matter.
2: Correct.
1: That's why openness, curiosity, and especially because I've mostly worked with women, I feel that challenges are so similar. Mm-hmm. There might be with some cultural or some conditioning, it might be that one conditioning is has more weight than the other.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: in conversations, it's I don't think that has any impact at all.
2: Very if good.
1: we can relate and connect at a human to human mm-hmm. level with respect, curiosity, empathy, 100 so i'm i'm a big uh, fan of presence okay if you're i'm talking to you i'm 100% here right here right now hmm. even if i was 2% less present this conversation wouldn't have the same impact
0: well said agree
1: there's nothing else that we need hmm. to be connected
0: wonderful wonderful so be my last question to you and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation Uh, based on the incredible journey you've had, and the incredible experience you've had, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away?
1: Number one, which I'm learning and applying as a parent of young kids, is that find positive role models for your children. Because in today's world, the social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. it's okay to have singers and, you know, uh, sports, like all those people as yeah. role models, but help them identify those human char- char- characteristics, which make those role models, those role models, mm-hmm. not their fame. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody's a singer, and that's, their, that's the person that they look up to, help them identify the human qualities that that's Personality has Mm. so that they learn because their brain is becoming like, you know, they're looking at, they're blossoming into that Mm. adult during these years, right? Mm. They're forming that future image of their adulthood. Mm. So show them the light to look up to, to connect with. Okay. I think that's really important. Mm. Second one is charity begins at home, love begins at home, kindness begins at home. Yeah. You can be the best person for the whole world. But if you're not a kind person at home, yeah. you have lost the meaning of being a human. So that's number two, kindness begins with the people who live with you in your house. Mm-hmm. Patience, forgiveness, all that is part of kindness.
2: Sure.
1: Become a person who responds not reacts.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And number
1: three, probably, take your time to enjoy your coffee or tea, whatever you like.
0: Okay, well said. Yes. Wonderful. wonderful. So beyond that note, thank you so much for speaking to me. I mean, I think you've given me so many interesting thoughts uh, about the way you have handled your own journey, about the way you have are giving back to so many people uh, and so many women leaders thank you for sharing me sharing with me uh, your own philosophies of coaching and uh, sharing with all of us the amazing three points about uh, you know choose the right role model charity begins at home and finally enjoy your own coffee i mean don't find time for yourself is the method i take back yeah. so thank you again for speaking to me and good luck
1: thank you so much for the beautiful conversation
0: thank you